This is The Adam Ritz Show, a public affairs talk show touching on community, health, foundations, and more. The Adam Ritz Show is underwritten by Vibonomics, an audio out-of-home advertising marketplace and audio experience company. Info at Vibonomics.com. And now, from the Vibonomics studios, please welcome your public affairs radio host, Adam Ritz. All right, welcome aboard. It's the Adam Rich Show. We take a look at public affairs, try to have some fun doing it. With my cohort on the phone, it's Jay Baker. Hi, Jay. How are you? I am doing great, Adam. I'm r- excited about the Adam Rich Show. Uh, well, one of us is. <laughs> Thank goodness you're here. <laughs> no. Uh, what do we have? About 175 years of broadcast experience between us. Uh, after b- doing uh, rock and pop radio for the last uh, several decades. And now we uh, try to take a look at public affairs uh, through the, uh, uh, not co- I don't want to say comedic lens, but just a little bit of personality, so it's just not so dang boring. Uh, I do have a story to start us off. Um, in the world of washing our hands incessantly over the past 18 months, uh, here's some research done by the University of Michigan. Your soap and water sessions might do more than just scrub away dirt and bacteria on your hands. So the U of M, uh, the Wolverines, they're suggesting through their re- research that hand washing can actually wash away worries about day-to-day decisions. So it's just, I guess, enough of a stress reliever thinking you're you're beating the the world of germs and bacteria that it makes you feel like you can take on uh, more decisions and make better day to day decisions. So that's just another reason to keep washing your hands. Do you feel like you make better decisions, Jay, when your hands are clean? I really do try to have clean hands on a serious note, and I guess I never really stop to think that I might have better decisions, but. Any time you can reflect briefly, you know, maybe part of it is, too, because hand washing is just so automatic. You don't have to think about it. Maybe it kind of puts your brain in this little suspended state for 20 or 30 seconds. Maybe that's part of it. I, you know, it reminds me of uh, I can't remember what year it was, but we're old enough to have gone through the period of time where seatbelts were not uh, legally required to wear. So, you know, when I first got my driver's license, it was not a law that you had to wear your your seatbelt. And at some point, I can't even remember, I'd, I'd say I was probably, it was probably the mid-90s. Does that sound right to you? Early 90s yeah. that they made yeah, it uh, so. a law? Yeah, And, you know, I recall on, uh, you know, I'm just getting out of college and trying to get my life started. And I remember consciously thinking, I'm going to wear my seatbelt. That's the first step I can take to do the right thing. And, you know, if I arrived at my destination with my seatbelt on and had to take my seatbelt off, I just felt like I was, I guess you'd call it today, you were adulting. So I was sure. adulting better, and I, I it might have helped me make uh, just a better frame of mind to make better decisions. I think the same thing can be said about uh, washing your hands. So you, you're doing the right thing, maybe consciously and subconsciously. You're doing the right thing to uh, scrub away the dirt and bacteria, and maybe it just puts you in that, hey, I just wore my seatbelt frame of mind (laughs) to make better day-to-day decisions. I don't know. That's just how I equated it. Well, and isn't it interesting that something seemingly as simple as keeping your hands washed is really very helpful? And I know 
you know, many of us were sheltering in place, but this year's flu problem was significantly lessened because people were in their COVID routines, meaning wash your hands, don't touch your face. Uh, you know, I laugh. <laughs> There's a sign on the radio station that says, don't touch your face. And I always chuckle that there should be an extra paragraph and don't touch anybody else's face for crying out loud. <laughs> don't touch. <laughs> don't just touch your face. Don't touch any face. That's don't the better. To your coworkers. The better yeah. advice. Don't touch a face. Yeah, uh, well, that's. Uh, but yeah, but keeping your hands clean, uh, you know, it helps keep you healthy. So there you go. And mentally healthy, we're finding out as well. And that's research at the University of Michigan. Now, I'm wondering if their uh, control group was a bunch of people that didn't wash their hands. So you've got a bunch of dirty people wa- walking around Ann Arbor uh, that well, are making terrible decisions. <laughs> do you know what their control group was? Anytime they do Michigan research, the control group is always Ohio State There's always some people from Ohio State with dirty Ohio hands. Ohio State, yep, you betcha. All right, now here's another uh, research uh, I found from uh, Men's Health Magazine. If you're planning on grilling out this summer, and uh, I just built a new grill. I, I My old grill finally uh, took a ride to the junkyard, so I have a new grill. I've already grilled out at least two dozen times uh, this spring. Uh, so if you're planning on grilling out a lot this summer, here's a tip from Men's Health. Do not use a water bottle to squirt out the flare-ups. Uh, which I've never done anyway. Do you do that? Like when the when the fire flares up under your your burger, uh, do you squirt it with water to put it out? No, I usually most of the flare ups are brief enough that it actually kind of helps a burger a little. Yeah, bit. it sizzles the burger. It's uh, it makes a great sound, and and I'll, I'll move the burgers around the grill to move it away from the fire if I'm afraid it's going to burn the burger. Or the yeah. steak or the chicken. Um, well, their sources say, and I have seen people do this with water bottle at cookouts where they'll spray down the uh, the flame, the flare-ups. Uh, their sources say it can create burn-causing steam. Mm. So sometimes that steam is hotter than the flame and uh, cause even worse damage to your food that's on the grill. So Men's Health says to avoid flare-ups altogether, trim the fat from your meat uh, or cook with the lid on the grill, uh, and that lid traps in more heat and gets your your meat cooked quicker, so you're not losing heat through an open lid. My uh, technique is to have others grill for me. I always love backyard barbecues, and I love it when someone else cooks. So that's a safety technique as well. That is the best advice from the Adam <laughs> Rich Show. If you're going to grill out this summer, go to your brother-in-law's house and let him cook for you. Just show up with an empty plate and a smile on your face. All right, you're on board with the Adam Rich Show Public Affairs, and we're underwritten by Vibonomics, an audio experience company providing uh, in-store audio, music, licensed songs, and voiceover promotional messages and advertising between the songs in retail space, grocery stores, and convenience stores across the country. You can learn more about them at Vibonomics.com. We have a link to their website on our website, you can find their logo easily at adamritzshow.com and find your way to their site. All right, Jay, uh, what else is happening uh, this week, this month, uh, this time of year, spring, grilling out? you have any more grill uh, tips for us, safety tips? Um, no grilling safety tips other than I'm sure there's some that are painfully obvious. And I've always remarked to people, 
when it's a safety tip, there's a reason for it. So, yes, follow any good advice. Remember, emphasis on good advice. Yes. Uh, AAA is talking about Memorial Day travel. We're finally in the month of May. And, of course, Memorial Day, the official and unofficial beginning of the summer uh, time period. They say that over 37 million Americans will be out and about traveling, so you always have to be a little bit careful. And that's about 60% more than there was a year ago. So finally, we're starting to emerge on the other side of COVID, which is uh, refreshing. Yeah, at the time of this uh, recording, the uh, CDC has lifted most of the mask mandates. Uh, you mentioned travel. The busiest time of the year will be this Memorial Day weekend. Did you say six, they're expecting 60% more travel than last more Memorial Day? More travel, yes. Uh, they feel that people are going to feel, especially if you've been vaccinated, and then as you said, the CDC is starting to relax some things with masks and what you can do after vaccinations. And that's kind of a reflection on the confidence America has. Uh, so a 60% increase in travel this Memorial Day weekend. Well, I'm no economist uh, or I'm not a master budget planner, but uh, if you're planning a a major road trip this Memorial Day, uh, leave the gasoline column a little bigger than you had planned to because of the uh, gas shortage with the pipeline hack that happened uh, a few days back. Uh, Gas prices still high in the south, uh, in the southeast, and uh, with travel you know, like you said, just predicted to be at a at an all-time high over the last 18 months. Gas prices are probably going to be a little higher than you expected to travel uh, this Memorial Day weekend. So you don't want to get well, halfway to where you're going no. and then run out of and, gas money and not be able to get back. Well, and I have some colleagues that live in the District of Columbia, and they actually did without gas for about an 18-hour time period while all this was going on. So that's kind of serious. So you, you do have to take that into effect. Hopefully most of that will be ironed out by Memorial Day. Yeah. One of the things that you should do is be kind to your vet. Americans adopted a record number of pets during the pandemic. In fact, nearly 12 million pet adoptions occurred over this last year. And the average vet saw, and I double-checked this figure, I thought, that seems high, but the average vet saw 400 new patients this year. Hmm. That's (laughs) a lot of of dogs and cats, and they suggested in this article that you should be kind to your vet because they have been working extremely hard during the pandemic. Is there anybody uh, suggesting to be unkind to your vet? That just seems like you mentioned an article that says be really short with your vet. That just seems like a a given, a no brainer that you should be kind to your vet. No, you should be kind to your vet. Yeah, I don't, uh, I don't know what universe you'd have where you were not kind to your vet. But uh, (laughs) all right, if uh, if that's the research they're they're presenting, I believe it. Yeah, that's uh, what the research. You know, this is all very carefully crafted research. We have a crack staff of. We have, I think, about two to three hundred people that do research for us on this show, and so I, I trust their judgment. I do too, especially at the University <laughs> of Michigan. They know stuff. They're Wolverines for crying out. Those clean-handed people make great decisions. <laughs> they certainly do. Now, if you 
saw a dryer sheet unexpectedly in your mailbox, would you be concerned? Ooh, is that uh, is the. <laughs> Is there a new? Is that a gang sign? If you find a dryer sheet in your mailbox, are you on well, somebody's hit list? It's funny you said that because sometimes when weird things happen, uh, out of place things happen, you think, "Boy, does this have some kind of strange meaning?" That but can't number, be any worse than a severed horse head in your bed. No, that's that's you know when something like uh, something bad from Godfather Two happens to you, yes, you should worry. We've always said that. Yeah. Uh, A dryer sheet in your mailbox doesn't have anything sinister associated with it or you've been targeted or anything. A number of mail carriers have been putting dryer sheets in mailboxes because, believe it or not, it's a non-toxic way to ward off wasps and certain stinging bees. Because if you're a mail carrier, you pull up in your truck, it's a hot summer day, you pop open the lid, and Mr. Wasp is right there, and he's unhappy because he's been locked in a metal box. Right. Okay. So so sometimes wasps, when they get angry, because they have a low uh, emotional quotient, they'll sometimes sting you. Wasps and, and hornets don't like to do laundry. I got it. They do not. They do not. So, yes, the dryer sheet is a non-toxic way. So your mail carrier is just looking out for his own well-being. So you could probably just leave it in your mailbox. It doesn't really hurt anything. And you're, uh, you, it's like any good fabric softener. Your mail might be softer and easier to fold <laughs> when it's all said and done. <laughs> It is easier to put away, and you won't have any static electricity. No, slides right into that little slot by the door. It's perfect. Um, Now, we were talking earlier on the Adam Ritz Show about the cicadas. They are still coming. This is going to be the largest cicada swarm since 2004. They have just been delayed due to a little bit cooler weather here in the springtime in the Midwest and East Coast. Those suckers are loud. And I guess I, I don't recall loud. it being that long, to 17 years since we've had them. I mean, it seems like just yesterday I could hear those suckers. I'm not looking forward to this. Yeah, this is going to be the biggest one they've had. Apparently, the big groups of cicadas, they are all spaced out over 17 years. Some groups are in uh, groups of 14 years. And you'll appreciate this. This is an Adam Ritz public service that you will get nowhere else. Mm -hmm. But you're going to see the phrase brood X when you see it in print. But bug doctors, entomologists are saying it's brood 10. The X is for the Roman numeral. So you're going to be so much cooler around your friends when you go, yeah, the brood 10 cicadas are coming any minute now. Especially if somebody else in your group says brood X first and you can correct If somebody them. says brood X, you just, you know, you just shake your head and you go, how many times do I have to tell you it's brood 10? <laughs> That's right. You know it all. You know it all. But yes, they are still coming. Typically, this particular band of cicadas arrives about the first week of May. 
but they're delayed by a week to 10 days. When you hear them, you'll hear them. If you are listening to our show and say, eh, I haven't heard anything yet or haven't seen anything, apparently if you live anywhere in the Midwest and they're saying everything from Pennsylvania to about Cincinnati, it's going to be crazy for about uh, two weeks. So well, get ready. If, now, when do they start? They usually start the first week of May, but they've been delayed because, because of, of the, the cooler weather. Cool, yeah. cool weather. Okay. Well, if I hear them or you hear them, uh, take your recording device outside and, and record a, a few seconds of it, and we'll feature it on the show for our listeners across the country that maybe uh, are not going to have a chance to hear them. What a great idea. We should definitely do that. And we're not super far away from where all this is going to be happening. So, And I we'll... have terribly cheap windows in my bedroom. So they're going to sound like they're inside my house when they go. I mean, I can hear my neighbor's garage door shut. <laughs> uh, and, you know, as I may, they may very well be in my house. I, <laughs> I got to get an exterminator or something, but... Uh, yeah, maybe that's a that's a good idea. If you have bad windows, don't just think, wow, those bugs are loud. They might be inside your house. They might be, <laughs> absolutely. They, they'll be knocking on the door. Hey, do you have another dryer sheet? You know how yeah. it's you know how it's going to be. Uh -huh. But uh, yeah, it, it's going to be loud. And uh, now with uh, many of us working at home, uh, be aware you'll be on your Zoom call, and it'll be you'll have to shout to be heard. Yes. Uh, there is a company paying five people around $1,500 each to take a nap every day for 30 days. Well, I feel like somebody owes me a few thousand dollars. <laughs> <laughs> well, you could sign up for this. They are looking for people that have good language skills and enjoy napping. The company is called Each Night and that's E-A-C-H, night, all one word. And the only stipulation is you have to be at least 18 years old. You can apply on their website until May 31st, but they are looking for so-called NAP ambassadors. I'm a little upset that you're doing this story uh, and not just telling me about it on the phone because I want to get in on this study, and now everybody else does too, and my chances are going to be smaller for them to actually pick me. I, I can do that. Good, I'm at least know. 18. I, uh, sure. I have good communication skills, and I enjoy a nap. What, those are the three things you need? Count and me you in. sleep like a champion. Absolutely. Oh, my God. How much funny? does it pay? It pays $1,500 oh, for 30 man. days worth of napping. I was going to say 30 days worth of work, but I'm not sure a nap is difficult work. Yes. But I, yeah, I don't know. I mean, you should never be, you know, assumptive that it's not a lot of hard work to sleep 30 days in a row. Well, that website, is it each night? dot org or what is it <laughs> well it says each night's company's website and that was the phrase i used so i think if you do a search for each night's all in one word each night without the s sorry about that uh with all in one word you'll you'll find details and they're gonna take applicants up to through may 31st so this, you still have time to apply this website is going to crash and when they do a little uh <laughs> cyber security research they'll find out that it was because uh the adam Rich show promoted it and most of our listeners wanted in on it uh, including the including the hosts 
the company said later it was a frenzy of activity, more than we could have ever expected. You know, we talked about uh, big philanthropy, and this is going to cause kind of a little seismic ripple in big philanthropy. Now, this story has several different avenues, so we're not looking at the gossipy ones, but in a real practical sense, one of the largest philanthropic groups in America is the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation. Ironically, Bill and Melinda Gates are ending their marriage. That's right. At stake is about $150 billion in net worth between the married couple. Now, they've already got mechanisms in place to continue giving, but they said that there could be some long-term ramifications to big philanthropy because of their breakup. So sometimes you don't think about that part of it. Yeah, I, let's hope the whatever good it was doing continues uh, and, and does not slow down at all. Absolutely. Now, you know, whenever you are asked for advice from young people, sometimes they'll say, what line of work should I get into? There are two things that have incredible shortages right now, and they're two different fields altogether. One is airline pilots. Uh, because of the pandemic, you know, a number of older pilots were furloughed. And now uh, they think that there's going to be a huge resurgence over the next four to five years in both air freight and passenger travel. So being an airline pilot is going to be a much needed job. So if you are inclined to fly and you like wearing uh, blue with uh, gold epaulets, this might be a job for you. Yeah, you look good in a captain's hat. Uh, why not? You like to you like to travel. <laughs> that would be priority one with airline pilots you mm -hmm. like to travel the other job is lifeguard uh just when i was doing my research on this i was walking through my neighborhood and there's a big sign up because our neighborhood has a pool in it that they are looking for lifeguards so a number of places are facing a lifeguard shortage so if you've thought about becoming an airline pilot or a lifeguard or both uh, I, I think we look at there's some great role models, especially in the lifeguard world. Who could who could forget David Hasselhoff's performance in Baywatch? You, you telling me you wouldn't want to be on the beach with, you know, rippling biceps and running through the surf? I think it's interesting when doing um, a story on airline pilots and, uh, and lifeguards that when you mention uh, – role models you didn't go with sully sullinger the airline sully, pilot that sully, landed the yeah. plane you went with hasselhoff <laughs> don't hassle with the hoff man <laughs> there's uh, going to be a shortage of hasselhoff impersonators too i, I will say the lifeguard great summer job for for young people uh yes but it, it can grow into a career i did see a recent report where the the la county uh, lifeguards like on the beach in Marina del Rey and Venice Beach and uh, mm -hmm. and and Santa Monica that some of those like directors of the LA County lifeguards they're making like 200 grand a year holy cow yeah yeah so and the, the Hasselhoff position in Marina del Rey yeah yeah if you're the Hasselhoff of the uh, the Baywatch uh, <laughs> red uh, red bikini swimsuit lifeguard team you are pulling in a quarter mil a year to be the boss so that's a career worth looking at. 
I think so as well. And uh, pretty pleasant job surroundings. You're working on a beach or around a swimming pool for crying out loud. That's right. Uh, speaking of pilots, here's a pilot who became a hero. He bought pizza for everybody on the airline. Uh, they were flying from Key West to Charlotte, North Carolina. The plane had to take off 40 minutes late. And then when they got close to their destination, they were forced to land at a different airport until the weather systems changed. And while they were all on the ground, the pilot ordered pizza for the entire flight. That is above and beyond. Yeah, that is really a cool story. I've been on some delayed and late flights. I've been on some flights that had to go to a different airport. Nobody ever bought me no. a piece of pizza let alone they a whole pizza care about you yeah absolutely that, do uh, we know the, the airline let's give them a, a hello you know this it does not say the specific airline other than the flight eventually landed in its destination city of charlotte some six hours after it was scheduled to land so i'm okay. gonna guess the I mean, I guess the pizza was, was small consolation because that is quite a delay that is a small consolation uh for a six-hour delay An alligator caused a problem, and we're catching more and more of these stories about exotic animals that end up in places that you do not expect them. But believe it or not, an alligator caused a problem in an Iowa apartment complex. You don't (laughs) think you're going to find an alligator in Iowa, but in this particular case, they did. Uh, Concerned residents huddled inside and called animal control animal control arrived and found thankfully a stuffed animal now it was a realistic stuffed animal (laughs) but would you feel a little foolish (laughs) that you'd call animal control i mean if you're basically a carnival toy if you're animal control when you find when you get close enough and realize it's not real (laughs) do you fake like act like you're getting attacked by the like roll it around like happy gilmore (laughs) With with the, with the dummy alligator, like you're getting attacked. Yeah, you just you know you make a show of it. Uh, that's. It seems like the person that called that in should get uh, fined or something. They they should get yeah. the invoice for the gasoline it cost to get animal control to show up. They did show a picture of it. It was fairly realistic, but as you got pretty close, you could tell it was a stuffed animal. But here's what's interesting: just about the time, and and other people said exactly what you just said. Just about the time you'd think, well, come on, you guys, it was a stuffed animal. That same animal control staff uh, recovered a gator living in a bathtub in that same community back in 2012. Yeah, you know, I you can blame uh, viral videos and social media because you, you're seeing these stories everywhere. If somebody, you know, found an alligator somewhere, a crocodile, where it's not supposed to be, that, that'll get 10 million views on you know, TikTok or YouTube. Uh, I just saw last week uh, a story of a tiger roaming through yes. a neighborhood. So y- you see these stories and then maybe in the back of your mind, you're, you're more likely to believe that that stuffed animal is actually, uh, you know, the the tigger from Winnie the Pooh <laughs> is actually the tiger you saw on TV that's going to terrorize your neighborhood. You call animal control and find out it's a stuffed animal. Uh, Tigger seems friendly enough, but social no. media has <laughs> has us all on edge. You know, yes. it, it just it's changed the way you look at everything, including stuffed animals. Absolutely. So yes, uh, thankfully the apartment complex in Iowa 
has been cleared of any alligator problems. <laughs> Clothing sales are up, Adam. Everybody, well, I shouldn't say everybody, but a number of people are returning to the office. And here's an item that uh, kind of flying off the shelves, and there are some minor shortages, men's pants. <laughs> because pants were the least attended to items, much like uh you know, your favorite news anchors, you know, they're wearing Bermuda shorts underneath the desk. Mm -hmm. They're only wearing half the suit. So that's men's pants. Uh, now when you return to the office, presumably they expect you to wear pants. I mean, I'm, I'm not certain you should check with your office to see if it's a mandatory or not, but uh, I would assume a lot of people, a lot of men who are going back to the office have to buy new pants because their old pants don't fit. Yeah, so they had a few too many pandemic snacks. Yeah, you get some snacks uh, over the course of a year, and your pants don't fit. So that's probably contributing to the pants shortage. That could be it as well. The old pants just aren't working like they used to. Florida used to be the lightning capital of the world, but now Oklahoma has taken over that mantle. There are more lightning strikes in the state of Oklahoma than there are in Florida. Both states have an amazing amount of lightning because of weather patterns. Oklahoma, because it's kind of in an interesting part of the United States where cold air and hot air hit each other. And, of course, Florida has the effect of the Gulf as well as the Atlantic Ocean. Those lightning strikes will bring this show to a lightning quick stop that was a fast 30 minutes wasn't it jay thank it you so was. much for uh, so much. for joining us and uh, sharing your knowledge of public affairs and issues uh, this is the adam ritz show you can join us on twitter at adam ritz and listen to the show and our past episodes on our website adamritzshow.com the adam ritz show is recorded live in studio at the vibonomics worldwide headquarters Learn more about the Vibonomics audio out-of-home marketplace at vibonomics.com. For information on this broadcast, including past on-demand episodes, interview submissions, and syndication contacts, visit adamritzshow.com.